in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Today in our Mass, this fourth Sunday after Trinity, we are offered two truths to us that are, that are very different if you look at them at first glance, but they're two truths that come together so beautifully for something so important for our life here in God upon this earth, that we might live from Him and see how to live in, in some incre incredibly important parts of our life in and through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so the first truth presented to us comes from the epistle reading from St. Paul in Romans in chapter 8, where St. Paul talks about the reality that all of us in Christ and outside of Christ will endure suffering in this life. And he wants to encourage us in this. In Romans chapter 8, he says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. He's saying to the Christians, to the Roman Christians, we will suffer. And sure enough, they would suffer persecution, but they will suffer other normal life sufferings in this existence. But that the suffering is temporary. And we must see it as temporary for what is beyond the veil. All suffering and pain and tears are washed Away. And yet St. Paul is again presenting the church, not with some escapism theology like we see out there in so many places saying that if you are in our Lord Jesus Christ and you follow his will all your days, you'll escape trouble and life will be bliss. My friends, the apostles never knew this. You find me anymore that followed Christ with all of their lives followed the will of God, and yet endured suffering. Yet in the suffering, Christ was glorified the most in and through their lives. So St. Paul is saying, in this life we'll suffer. So let's not pretend differently. In fact, one of my favorite movies is The Princess Bride. Princess Bride has so many great lines in it written. But there's one that deals with this. It's one of my favorites. Wesley, one of the main characters, looks at the princess whom he loves. And he says, Life is pain, Highness. Anyone that tells you different is selling something. And it's true. It's true. In this life, we endure all sorts of suffering. We endure physical suffering at times. We endure emotional suffering at times. We at times suffer at the hand of others, whether intentionally or unintentionally, when people wrong us. We endure the temptations of this world in our flesh and of Satan. We endure the suffering of temptations. And even worse, when we give in to those temptations, we endure the suffering of the chaos produced when we walk outside of the blessed order that God has created for us to live in. So while St. Paul is encouraging us that suffering is real, but it is also temporary. In this Mass, we need to know from God. How is it that we are to live and dwell in this existence as Christians at all times? But particularly in times where suffering and calamity and chaos strikes our lives. Which brings us to the second truth revealed to us in the Mass today. 
And it's given in the intro week that you heard sung at the beginning, setting the whole tone for Mass. You heard the word sung from Psalm 97. And in Psalm 97, these are the words. Listen to what blessed David gives us from his experience with God for our lives. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? In and of themselves, the words in English are beautiful. But they're far less beautiful than the actual words in the Hebrew. Let's take a look at just this verse right here. First it says the Lord. And the Lord is capitalized in all capital letters because the name of God given there is the most holy name of God. It's the name that God gave to Moses through the burning bush when Moses inquired of God, Who shall I say sent me to deliver your people? And what he said, I am. That I am. This is the word Yahweh that the Hebrews wouldn't even speak. For it was so holy. The God who has never not existed. The God who created all things. And the God who holds all things together. Is my light. And that word light in the Hebrew. That God I am is my illumination in dark places. My illumination in the darkness. My illumination in dark times. And Yahweh, I am, is my salvation. And that word salvation means this. It means deliverance. He is my deliverance. He is the one who stands in the midst of calamity. He's the one that stands with me and surrounds me in the midst of times of trouble and desperation and great pain. And He strengthens me to endure. And He walks me through it to the other side of the suffering. He delivers me through times of trouble. This is the God who keeps us. And He continues, the Lord, I am is the strength of my life. And strength is a great word, but in Hebrew it's even greater. The I am is my fortress. The I am is my stronghold. He is my impenetrable refuge. Are you getting the picture of the description of God from King David? And remember, this came from a life of experience. A life who had gone, that had gone through suffering and knows God is this. Because God had revealed Himself as this to King David. In fact, when you look at Him as being our fortress, our stronghold, it reminds me of my favorite psalm, Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear... Even though the earth be removed and though the mountains fall into the midst of the sea, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. This is who he is. And so if, as Paul says, and we all know, if in this life we will have times of suffering, and if Yahweh, the great I am is our fortress, our stronghold, our very present help in those times of trouble. The question that comes to us is this. Not if, but when times of suffering come upon us, where are we to be found? 
are we found in times of trouble outside of the fortress where our entire life and existence gets completely shaken and we finally grow to a desperation where we do spiritual wind sprints trying to get inside the refuge that's always been there for us as we struggle through our anxieties and fears. Or when calamity hits, are we already in the fortress? So much more able, not because of us, but because of who God is, to withstand the calamity with faith and a peace that Scripture says you can't understand based on what's happening around you. Where are we? You know, we have an area where we're susceptible to tornadoes, right? And we have tornado shelters. We have safe places in our homes. And the same question could be asked, when a tornado strikes that has the potential of doing great damage, where do you want to be? Do you want to be running in that anxiousness and fear, hoping to remain alive, getting to the shelter, or when the sirens had gone off, you're already there to endure the storm? God doesn't just want to be. God is our refuge and our strength. The question is, will we dwell in Him? Will we learn to dwell in Him all the days of our lives? And then the question comes, how do we do so? How does a Christian live a life that dwells each day in the shelter of the Almighty God? And I'd love to tell you some extremely magical words. Wave a magic wand and poof, we're there. The reality is it all comes back to Christianity 101. What does the church teach us about communion with the God who is our refuge and strength? I'm going to give you three things. It teaches us to pray. And in prayer, by definition, it teaches us to commune with God. We are given the liturgical prayer services of the daily hours of Vespers and Matins as a community. Those daily hours, morning, noon, evening, and perhaps compline, where we pray particular prayers and we read particular psalms and we commune with God. But I remind you even in saying that, that the liturgical prayers of the hours and of the services of the church are a means to an end and not the end of prayer. You've heard me say this before. Why do I say this? Because when we pray the hours of prayer, we are praying the will and the mind of God. And in those prayers, we are being reminded of who He truly is, despite what is going on in our lives at times. The more that I engage in my life, and grow with the Father through the hours and the disciplines of prayer, the more I come to realize what God is really doing for me, His child, in those times. It's as if when we pray, when I pray those prayers, especially when I need to be redirected to see Him clearly because the things that have occurred to me, even that day in this life, 
hath, hath given me poor goggles to see him clearly. And when I pray the prayers, it's like he takes me as his child right under the chin and he turns my head and lifts it so that I see him clearly once again. That's the beauty of the grace of God in our liturgical prayers. It redirects us back into communion with the Father. And like I said, it's not, a mean, it's not an end, it's a means to an end. From there we go to do what St. Paul said, pray without ceasing all of our days. Now that we're redirected to see God clearly, I continue in that blessed fellowship where He reveals Himself to me. He graces me when I need grace. He gives me mercy when I need mercy. And in times of trouble, He undergirds my weak legs and sustains me and delivers me. So we're told to pray. So pray. Be with God and watch what He will do in faith. Secondly, be in Holy Scripture. The church teaches us this. In fact, it teaches us this in the midst of our hours of prayer. That's why we're given the daily passages of, read, of readings, our daily readings, so that we engage the words of God given to us within the confines of the teachings and the truths protected in the church so that he can be revealed to us all the more. And finally, we remain in the grace-filled sacraments all of our days. We remain in the Eucharist. We remain in confession and absolution. We remain engaging, anointing with oil for healing of body, mind, and spirit, soul. We do not keep to the sacraments, my friends. We don't come to Mass as if it were for a legalistic purpose. I must check this off for I'm a Christian. We come to Mass and we engage the sacraments because they are gifts of God for the people of God. And it is an invitation of God to come together, be built into that holy temple where we dwell one with another in perfect unity and one with our God, the Holy Trinity, and we receive all that He has to offer. That's why we dedicate ourselves to and those who dedicate themselves to prayer and the experience of the communion of God. To the Holy Scriptures for the church fathers say and teach us. Those who fail to know Holy Scripture fail to know Christ. And the sacraments. Those who do. And I know and I see this in people. That when their world gets rocked by cancer, when it gets rocked by the death of a loved one, it's not the absence of suffering, but it is a healthy suffering that is stabilized by the absolute power of the Holy Trinity in their lives. And God is demonstrated in and through those vessels. I watch them and I, I long for that faith. That when such calamity comes upon them, I see a steadiness and a peace that this world will never be able to explain. <coughs> because God is our refuge and strength in the present time in trouble, and they have made Him so in their lives. I close with a few more words for the Psalms, just to hammer in what God longs to be and is for us. Continuing in Psalm 27. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that I will seek, 
that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his holy temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his protective cover. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me and he shall set me high upon a rock. And finally, Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. He shall cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you shall take refuge. We will suffer in this life. But God is our refuge, our stronghold, our fortress. Please live a life to be found in Him so that He may be glorified by that very peace that passes understanding that you will, not might, be given. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.